I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I was dead, but I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of hell and of death. The Lord Jesus Christ has all power in heaven and in earth. And on that basis, he sent forth his apostles to preach in all the world so that us Gentiles could hear the glorious gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like to read to you three verses that he spoke while he was on earth when he defied the Sadducees who deny that man had a spirit and who denied the resurrection of the dead. In Matthew chapter 22 and verse 30, Jesus said, But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have ye not read that which was spoken unto you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his doctrine. And we ought to be astonished, though we already know this doctrine. So we ought to be confirmed and comforted by it, and what the Lord Jesus Christ had to say. He made reference to Abraham, and we are studying Abraham from Romans chapter 4. And these words were spoken by God out of the burning bush to Moses in Exodus chapter 3. When God appeared to Moses in that burning bush, he said, I am the God of thy father Abraham, and of Isaac, and of Jacob. Now Abraham had died a couple hundred years earlier. Several hundred years earlier. And yet here God is speaking to Moses and saying, I am, and the argument turns on the present tense verb, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now the Lord Jesus Christ, when he quoted this passage in Matthew chapter 22, states that, you Jews, do you not understand that these words were spoken unto you? They were not just spoken to Moses in Exodus chapter 3, but they were spoken to all the Jews, and they were spoken to us this morning. These words are ours, and we ought to take them and heed them and rejoice in them, that he is the God of the living, not of the dead, and that Abraham was still in existence. That is the purpose of the passage. That is the object of the argument, and that is the doctrine of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When God breathes into our nostrils individually at the moment of conception and gives us a living soul, that soul is immortal. And that soul goes and returns to be with its creator and maker, its father and savior, if we are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so God was able to say to Moses several hundred years after Abraham's death, I am, present tense, the God of Abraham. Abraham's body was here on earth waiting for the resurrection. But his spirit was in heaven, and it is called in Hebrews chapter 12, the spirit of a just man made perfect. And one of these days soon, Abraham will get his body back, and he'll be in heaven as a three-part being, body, soul, and spirit. And so we understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we through him might live. In our spirits in heaven... And with restored and glorified bodies one day soon. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am the God of Abraham, present tense, 
in the days of Moses, several hundred years later, but we can still say that he is the God of Abraham because he still is. And Abraham is still in God's presence because when Lazarus died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom, the rich man lifted up his eyes in hell in torments and saw Lazarus in Abraham's bosom when Jesus gave that story in Luke chapter 16. We have had a brother and a husband and father and grandfather taken from us to be with the Lord. We should refer to it, if we're going to be scriptural, as a departure. Bruce, of all men, knew what a departure time was, along with Gerald and others who worked in transportation. He knew what a departure time was, and the departure time came for our brother on Thursday morning. He has departed. He hasn't gone out of existence. He has departed to be with the Lord. And there are two phases to our departure. The first phase is our spirit leaving this earth to go and to be with the Lord. And the Apostle Paul would say of that departure, it is far better to depart and to be with Christ than to remain here. But there's still further hope. Because the body that a part of you were able to see on Thursday, that body that had the life sucked out of it and was corrupting immediately, which is the consequence of sin, that body, though it will further corrupt, and though, as Job would say, worms shall eat it, it will rise again in the last day, Because the powerful voice of the Lord Jesus Christ will call it forth from the grave along with every man's body and it will be reunited with his spirit in heaven and together we will be with the Lord, body, soul, and spirit for eternity. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The world lives its hopeless existence and they come up with all kinds of false doctrines to comfort their souls like annihilation. They want to believe that after death there is no reckoning with the God of heaven, so they come up with annihilation. They invent reincarnation so that they can come back as a kangaroo and bounce around in the interior of Australia. So they invent reincarnation because they don't want to deal with their creator. Then there's universalism, which is gaining in great popularity in the fastest growing doctrinalism, and that is that everyone goes to heaven anyway, so who cares? We're thankful for a Savior named Jesus Christ who saved our brother Bruce and he saved each of us that have professed faith and have proven that faith by bringing forth works in our lives. And may God this day convict us to believe on His Son Jesus Christ in our hearts that God has raised Him from the dead and that He sits at God's right hand and that we would bear fruit that would prove that faith to be valid and sincere. May the Lord bless us to that end and to glorify Him in every way. Let us pray. Our Holy Father in heaven, our Creator, we bless and we praise Thee, Lord God of heaven and earth. You breathed into our individual nostrils the breath of life, and we became a living soul, though You did not consult us nor ask us if we wanted life or not in this world. Because thou art sovereign. You have arranged all the circumstances of our lives. 
every single one of them from our physical attributes to our mental abilities to our parents to our nation of origin to the generation in which we were born and to whether we would hear the gospel or not because thou art sovereign you have determined the day of our birth and the day of our death there is no accident with thee there is no unexpected event with thee thou art god and thou art sovereign we humble ourselves before Thee. We read in Your precious Word that it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, because Thou art sovereign. Thou art able to hold us accountable for our lives because You have blessed us with a revelation from creation, a revelation in providence, a revelation in conscience, and a revelation in Scripture that You exist And how we ought to live to please thee. Because thou art sovereign. We thank thee Lord of heaven and earth. That our first father's fall in Eden. Was not an unexpected or unknown event. Nor were your actions after that remedial. Because they were already determined by your determinate counsel. For the glory of your own name. And the salvation of your elect in time. We bless and we praise Thee for Thy everlasting counsel and the everlasting covenant of grace that You made with the Son of David, the Lord Jesus Christ, by covenant. And that You chose us in Him before the foundation of the world and wrote our names in the book of life and promised eternal life to every single one of Your elect. The God that cannot lie promised eternal life. And we bless and we praise Thee and we thank Thee for this blessed hope of everlasting life, by the promise of the God that cannot lie. We thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, the perfect man, the Word of God made flesh, the only mediator between God and men, who died on the cross of Calvary, taking all our sins upon Him, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. We thank Thee, Holy Father, that in Your eternal counsel You have always seen us, your elect, those who believe upon you and prove that faith by works, that we are in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ from eternity. We thank thee that in the fullness of time you sent forth your Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem us that were under the law. We thank thee that in these last times you made manifest, by the appearing of your Savior Jesus Christ, the abolition of death, and the bringing of life and immortality to light through the gospel. We thank Thee for the beautiful feet that have preached to us the gospel of peace, that there is peace between God and believers based on the intervening work of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee, Holy Father. Blessed God, we do not deserve the least of all Your mercies and all the favors and all the truth that You have shown us. Least of all do we deserve to spend eternity in heaven with Thee. For we are corrupt. We are depraved. We are rebellious. We are wicked. But Father, we thank Thee that where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And we bless and we praise Thy holy name. We thank Thee that the law was but a schoolmaster to drive us to Christ. And that where the law revealed how sinful we are, The gospel reveals how righteous 
our Lord Jesus Christ is, and by the obedience of one, we have been made righteous by His justifying work on our behalf. Heavenly Father, in this assembly, we ask You to bless us, that we will honor and glorify Thee, that we will humble ourselves before Thy Word, that You will increase our faith from Your Word, and that You will comfort our souls to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that You have raised Him from the dead, that He sits at Your right hand, ever living, to make intercession for us, and He will not lose a single one of Your elect. Heavenly Father, in this day, we pray that we will consider whether we have the evidence that we are Your elect or not, and that we will apply ourselves with all diligence according to the advice and exhortation of our brother Peter to make our calling and election sure. Heavenly Father, let the youth in this church examine themselves and remember their Creator in the days of their youth before the evil days come. O Lord God, have mercy upon us and send Thy Holy Spirit and let none of us leave this place this day without great regard for the eternal well-being of our souls and to run to the Lord Jesus Christ and to lay hold of Him by faith and to rise from that prostate position and Heavenly Father to follow Him and to be His disciples and to bear fruits in our lives that would show us to be the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, help us this day. We want to glorify Thee in all that we do. We want to lift up Thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, for whom we are eternally grateful. We thank Thee that You gave Your Son to die. We thank Thee that He was willing to lay down His life for the sheep. And we thank Thee that He had the power to take His life again and that You raised Him from the dead and that He presented Himself in heaven and His precious blood to Thee. We thank Thee for redemption by the means of His death. Be with us, bless us, guide us, and direct us. Teach us from your precious word. Increase our faith. Lord, we believe. Help thou our unbelief. And fill us with faith that we might lay hold on eternal life and be persuaded that we can commit our souls to thee as to a faithful creator and that you will keep our souls even to that great day. Heavenly Father, receive as we have prayed for several days, our brother Bruce's spirit. We pray in the same vein as our brother Stephen, who as the stones thudded against his body by those religious zealots of the Jews' religion. And he cried, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. We pray that you will receive the spirit of our brother. And that, Heavenly Father, in the day that you call for us, that you will receive our spirits as well. Until that day, Heavenly Father, let us be zealous in your worship, glorious in your praise, faithful in your commandments. Hear us as we call upon thee in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to whom belongs all honor and glory, blessing and praise, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.